Welcome back to Capital Cast, a production of Capital News Illinois. I'm Jennifer Fuller. This week, candidates and campaign workers converged on the Illinois State Board of Elections office in Springfield to deliver thousands of signatures and petitions for the 2024 primary election. I talked with CNI Editor-in-Chief Jerry Nowicki about the spectacle. Jerry, on Monday, we saw the traditional lineup of candidates and their staffs camping out, so to speak, to to file their petitions. Not as many people camp out to do Black Friday shopping anymore, but we still see this at the Board of Elections. Am I right? It was not my favorite assignment to cover at 8 a.m. after a week (laughs) off. But as far as Black Friday goes, I, I... did all my Christmas shopping from my recliner. So no, yeah, I think I can safely say most people don't camp out for that. (laughs) But we still see there were, oh gosh, at least 100, maybe close to 200 people in line because of this, you know, desire to be top of the ballot in their respective races. So many of them are now entered into a lottery. If they're in an uncontested race, they're top of the ballot. Is that really important? Is that something that that candidates just really have to have? Well, so we asked the State Board of uh, Elections spokesperson. He said, you know, it doesn't seem to make sense. People, you know, go to a primary vote informed and know who they're voting for because, you know, primary voters are a little bit more engaged than those uh, in the general who might be voting on party, whereas primary, you, know, you have to know the person, you have to know the candidate, you have to know the stances a little bit better. So it it might not make the difference in the case of, say, uh, former governor candidate Darren Bailey versus Mike Bost in the Southern Illinois area, where these guys are going to be on your TV screens, your Zoom or your uh, social media screens, and you know, you're going to be aware of them. But Uh, The research really seems to indicate the further you get down on the ballot um, in in these local judge races or whatever else that you do get some bit of a bump uh, when you're on the top of the ballot. So, you know, there's going to be tens of thousands of people voting in Bailey Bost, but, you know, you get to those races, you might have a couple hundred, a couple thousand. Every vote really plays a bigger um, part in, in the fewer votes there are. So there, I think there is some value to it, certainly. This is one of those spectacles that, you know, if we were talking about Washington politics, we talk about, you know, inside the beltway, perhaps in Springfield, we talk about under the dome or around the rail. But this is something that happens in Springfield that the vast majority of Illinoisans don't know about and probably don't pay a lot of attention to. So what's with the tradition and, and the kind of I don't know if there's pomp and circumstance here, but, you know, it's it's got to be done in this way because that's the way we always do it. Right. And it always seems to be uh, below freezing when it happens. <laughs> but I, I think the I don't know. It's it, For one, I think the people that attend are very well aware that there's going to be cameras pointed at them and microphones in their faces. So I think for the people who need that type of exposure, um, it's it's valuable to go. And a couple of the people we spoke to said, you know, we, we represent the people, so we're going to file these things ourselves. So there is some sort of some some of that sort of thinking involved in it. But, um, you know, for for people like minority leader Tony McCombie of Savannah for the Illinois House, she was the only leader of any chamber of the General Assembly to show up and be there. And she was there for 
media hits, right? Like she was there. We, we, um, she spent a lot of time speaking to reporters and that's because Republicans are in the super minority. They need the media to get their message out um, in a large regard there. Uh, now, Speaker Welch didn't show up. President Harmon didn't show up. Even Senate Minority Leader Kernan didn't show up there. Uh, their staff presumably filed on their behalf. So um, the, the Democrat we did speak to was Marcus Evans, a um, Democrat from the Chicago area who's an assistant majority leader. And he said, you know, I like to be here because I, it reminds me that I represent the people, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, but he, he spent some time talking with us and uh, he had some different, different thoughts than leader McCombie, certainly, but uh, you know, there's, there's just, it's, it's all up to the person as to whether they're going to attend, but I think they certainly know they're getting some attention when they do. You see a lot of people in political leadership, especially uh, using elections as a way to potentially move issues or to talk about things that maybe aren't getting as much attention uh, when the General Assembly is in session. Do you think that some of those issues were talked about this week? Yeah, I think one of the interesting one was from uh, Leader Evans, who's always been a staunch union ally. And um, it, it was he spoke in favor of a bill that the governor actually vetoed and lawmakers did not have enough. Uh, the sponsors did not have enough votes to override. And that would give sort of the existing energy companies pretty much south of I-80, uh, namely Ameren, Illinois. This is in the MISO grid territory for those who speak that language uh that that they'd have amarin especially but existing utilities would have the right of first refusal for building out new transmission lines um now the governor said that's going to be a, an expensive measure that really benefits the utilities and he wants to get away from that whereas someone like leader evans or representative larry walsh who sponsored it say that's the way you guarantee that you're going to get illinois union labor building these things out otherwise you're going to get some out-of-state bids that might uh i don't know use non-union missouri laborers or whatever so it, it's a union bill but it's also i think the governor is reticent to um do anything uh in, in light of uh, the scandals with comed and all that he's he's um reticent to give too much to utilities at least in in uh, in, in the public eye. So uh, will there be a fight for that? You know, we're going to see, but Evans is a powerful man and and he said he's ready to to get behind it. And as you said, you know, Leader McCombie was really talking about some of the issues that she and other Republicans would want to see getting at least some attention in the legislature, if not a vote. I assume that uh, next year's elections will be no different. We'll be hearing about those issues on the campaign trail as much as we do in the Capitol. Right. Well, and, and Leader McCombie, you know, said ethics and corruption will be one and that that plays to, you know, Pritzker's decision to that veto. He doesn't want to look like he's in the hand of big energy or anything like that. And then, uh, you know, the other thing, of course, is is the economy, which there are stresses. There's inflation uh, making things difficult for, for people, um, which the Republicans will try to hit home. It, it may be a challenge considering Illinois' fiscal shape is really kind of good um, at this very moment. Uh, you know, that that goes up and down every month with revenue collections and whatever. But uh, th th that that message uh, 
really has to be uh, geared towards the kitchen table, Leader McCombe said, um, to, 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 to land. So we'll wait and see what that's going to look like on the campaign trail and, and around the rail. The candidates have until December 4th, end of day, December 4th, to get their petitions turned in to to be on the ballot. Now, the folks that wanted to be in that lottery, that time has come and gone, correct? They need right. to be by 8 a.m. on uh, the Monday of this week. So that lottery will be December 13th, and then we're off to the races when it comes to the campaign, correct? Right. So the December 13th, and it'll be public, and you can find that information on this uh, Illinois Board of Elections site, which is elections.il.gov. But there's also, you know, a lottery for those uh, filing between 4 and 5 p.m. on Monday, um, Monday, December 4th, depending on when you're listening to this. um, So the People filing in the last hour have the opportunity to be last on the ballot, which who knows, may, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, and give them grant you a benefit. But um, we'll yeah, see. You know, I, that. I, I suppose there's something to be said there if people are familiar with, you know, Ricky Bobby to say, if you're not first, you're last, you know, maybe that's the, <laughs> the mindset there. I'm not sure. Uh, one other detail that we probably want to include is that as we talk about these candidates, we're talking about major party candidates. So third parties, independent parties, those sorts of things, those candidates will all be filing later. They have uh, different guidelines on how many petitions they need to secure a place on the ballot. Uh, and, and that just adds complexity to the way that Illinois' election system works, correct? Well, yeah, it does. And, and also, I'm not 100% sure when the third-party candidate filing deadline is, but I know um, the presidential uh, to get on the presidential ballot is January 4th. So um, you won't see President Biden uh, in line filing his petitions. This will, you won't see him at all. Someone will do it for him. But anyway, that's, um, so what, what we have seen filed so far and what we're going to see on the March 19th primary is um, 23 of the 59 state Senate seats all 118 of the Illinois House, um, and then all congressional races, uh, all 17 of those. Neither of the two U.S. senators will be up. But I think some, one of the most interesting things for me, just as an observer of Illinois courts, well, there'll be a lot of judges. There'll be dozens of judges. But uh, specifically, two Illinois Supreme Court seats are up for election, uh, in which the two justices will, for the first time, uh, meet voters as a candidate for the high court because uh, Judge Justices Joy V. Cunningham, who's a Democrat, and Lisa Holder White, who's a Republican, are both uh, appointed members, and um, they'll they'll be facing the voters. Now, right now, Justice Holder White does not. No one else has filed for the fourth district. We obviously have a couple days, uh, and then Justice Cunningham in the first will have a primary challenger. Jesse G. Reyes. So that's um, that one is of particular interest. First of all, Lisa Holder White was the first black woman appointed to the court and Joy V. Cunningham was the second. So um, you have Jesse Reyes, who's uh, who would um, the uh, the Latino caucus, uh, Latino judicial groups have been really advocating that the Supreme Court further diversify and pick its first uh, Latino member. Um 
now the Supreme Court didn't do that, but the voters can. So I think that'll be an interesting one to watch and certainly a tight uh, primary race there in the Chicago uh, area. All of these things we continue to watch and we'll continue to keep people informed about. That brings us right up to the end of the time that we have. Jerry, thanks so much. Yeah, it was was fun. Jerry Nowicki is the editor-in-chief of Capital News Illinois. You can find his story on filing day and more news at our website, capitalnewsillinois.com. Capital News Illinois is a nonprofit, nonpartisan news service covering state government. Primary support for CNI comes from the Illinois Press Foundation and the Robert R. McCormick Foundation, with additional support from the Illinois Broadcasters Association Foundation and the Southern Illinois Editorial Association. <music>